0: I think it's safe to say that most people agree that this is the worst trilogy out of the Star Wars trilogies.
1: I mean, except for the fact that Obi-Wan's just like, Anakin, we've got to be careful, leaps out a window straight afterwards (laughs) onto a drone. Yeah, I know, right? But Anakin's not like...
0: No, I like the things I love. They make me happy. Yes, they bring me sadness occasionally and they bring me worry, but overall it's worth it. That's what's going on in his head. He is the world's worst flirter. I don't get that.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's hard to watch. Uh, Learned all my skills from him.
0: So the first, heart, the first thing that any good guy says anything to Dooku is traitor.
1: Yeah, and you're like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, I've got no context to this person. Yeah, like, number three, apart from Anakin, is awesome. What do you mean apart it from is... Anakin? The whole story is focused on Anakin. I would rate this better than Jedi. This is this Whoa. is an yeah. I would like Jedi sucks.
0: Hello and welcome back to the officially unofficial film podcast with George, James and Ben. It's been third or fourth week of lockdown. How are we doing? We all look good.
1: Fourth week Corona land, you know, not dying at all. No, that's not happening. Surprisingly, I don't
2: think i got Corona yet.
0: So, For those of you who don't know, Ben's legitimately ill, by the way. So today we are starting a three podcast special in three different parts where we are talking about All nine of the Star Wars Skywalker sagas, but we're going to start first with the prequels. I think it's safe to say that most people agree that this is the worst trilogy out of the Star Wars
1: trilogies. I don't know. I think people are starting to say the sequel trilogy is 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 the bad ones, but Uh. I I I would still say the prequels.
2: I feel like people just hate new shit.
1: Yeah, you did something with something I liked. Meh. I'm gonna have a controversial opinion. I I fully agree with everybody who says these these films suck because they do. Like there's so many analysis videos on them, and I I don't even think we're gonna compete with them. But I you know rewatching them, I'll be honest. I have some love for these movies. Like yeah. there is yeah. full blown blind nostalgia for these films, and I get it because you know I was a kid and I didn't know what was fucking good and what was shit. And I think what makes it even better is because People have analyzed these movies to death. You can just sit back and fucking enjoy them because they're meme to fuck, and you've seen all the memes, and you love all the memes. And you love these movies, and you you can just—it's like a guilty pleasure. It's great. But
2: I feel like that's where the prequels shine in their own right. Like they're they're the worst of this. Uh, what was it? Trilogies, but it's not that bad of a trilogy. It's more. It feels more like a documentary about this. Uh, what was it Star Wars World rather than actual movies? <laughs> yeah,
1: I'll give you that. Constantly
2: panning around the fucking pod race that lasted way too long, and they kept making that mistake, just sort of like dragging out scenes where not much was happening, but it was in a coolish setting. They might have overlooked it.
0: So, talking about the first film, the first and second film are hard to say which one is better than the other.
1: I think I The think. Phantom Menace is better. Well,
0: for me, it's tough because I think Attack of the Clones is more consistent. Yeah. But The Phantom Menace has some really good bits and some really shit
1: bits. Like, like who's the main character?
0: It's that there's no, like, clear A to B. At least with The attack-, attack of the Clones, there was, like, a clear, not story, but, like, mission for each of the main characters. Yeah, like, you a could follow... Anakin and Obi-Wan.
1: Yeah,
2: I get you, but the overall mission of the Phantom Menace was just like they went to the city planet and they came back. <laughs> Smile it. Yeah,
0: that was literally it.
2: When when uh, was it? Their uh, Star Wars in their sort of like boardroom, sort of like discussing what what should we do for the prequels, guys? Imagine trying to start Star Wars <laughs> like that's a difficult task. So I'll, I have to say I'll give the prequels the benefit of the doubt here because it's just like they did well with like a 1977 movie and then they tried introducing CGI and tried doing more with it, which
1: oh they went it, overboard with
0: it. I
2: it went overboard with it, but. Like I kind of like that with the first one. It was so jarring that, like, you felt like you saw all of the universe's tricks or something. It was, it was a weird thing.
0: Can I just say I actually like the opening scene from Phantom Menace? Yeah, me too. When they're on the trade ship, yeah, it's actually really good. The problem is, the problem starts the moment you get off the trade ship.
1: Well, except when they use, you know, force run, which they then never use ever again.
0: Yeah, I know, that's the only time we've ever seen Force Run in a Star Wars movie. The The thing is, is that after they try to break in, though, is that you just see them hop down through an air vent, and then you never see how they get onto Naboo.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're led to assume, but that's never good storytelling. To... No. I was just going to say, it's like, even though Qui-Gon's character is just bland, and Obi-Wan is bland in this movie as well, the the casting for these two characters is actually really good. I, I oh, like yeah. Liam Neeson in the father role, you know, Taken and Fallout 3, for example. The first Taken is actually okay. Complete garbage, like it's sequels. You know, Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan only gets stronger throughout the two other movies. Of the prequels, Obi-Wan is, is, is awesome, quite frankly. The
0: casting for this film, yeah, you're right, is actually really, really good. I think the problem with this Star Wars, especially the first two, and you see elements of it in the third one, They try and be really Shakespearean. Yeah. Like, really Shakespearean. And it's really, really odd,
2: I think. True, but like some of the mementos that they come out with and sort of like some of the phrases, I feel like are pure gold. (laughs) Like, typewriters and monkeys. Yeah,
0: but pure gold in terms of what, James? Pure gold in terms of what are we talking? Are we talking like pure gold in terms of to laugh at or pure gold writing wise?
2: The few and far between.
0: One thing I find incredibly dumb that is such a throwaway line but you think about it for more than a second and you're like, what the fuck? Is that the queen's wardrobe on Naboo, or from Naboo, that she has with her, the whole wardrobe is apparently worth less than a hyperdrive.
2: I, I can see that. Mostly because most of those are gonna be fucking disguises, aren't they? <laughs> well, it depends what oh, but like, Come on!
1: as to what value the wardrobe
2: would have though
0: i mean yeah but it's
2: she would need like everyone's uh occupation
0: because she likes hiding out as literally her civilians no i just find it a, i find it a really dumb throwaway line the fact that her whole wardrobe is less than a hyperdrive i get okay on taptooine her wardrobe might be worth less than it is in like naboo or coruscant yeah but it's really dumb
1: yeah like I, I honestly think in like the first movie, and I guess all of them, is there's there's buried in there. There's a really good movie.
2: Oh yeah, if you cut like forty-five minutes from
1: each movie, yeah, that that would probably help. Oh, d- um, I don't know. I I like the fact it kind of set the tone and kind of just in like it just did its thing, and I I didn't necessarily hate that. Maybe you shave off like twenty minutes of, of like brooding Anakin or something.
2: Brooding Anakin, uh, was it? Start some uh, fights that
1: just last for a little bit too long.
0: Was this, are we still on just episode
1: one? It's hard not to drift from just, right, just episode one. It, right. Gungans are both the dumbest fucking thing, and I actually kind of like them in that movie as well. If you've ever played the game Star Wars Battlegrounds, this, this game does like a whole campaign around the fucking Gungans. And they're actually not—they're not bad. Like the the, the background story arc of them, you know, like infighting between each other and their history and the boo, and then eventually overthrowing the trade federation's occupation. Really cool arc. Like somehow this video game saves the Gungans for me, but in this movie, oh god,
0: the Gungans—they
2: seem like like a necessary evil. For like, all right, they're not even a necessary evil though. No, but they were, like, planning about this whole thing being on, like, Naboo and fighting wars and stuff. They needed a fucking army for, like, that set piece, even though they were having, like, a war on multiple fronts on that Naboo. They just needed that extra, sort of, like, they had to draw straws for trying to get, sort of, like, all the people fighting, if that makes sense. So I can see how, sort of, like, the Gungans seem a little bit, sort of, like, filler in that sense
1: they're also kind of fulfilling like a story arc point in terms of like i guess understanding the the context of the republic and the jedi where it's like you know we, we try and bring like peace and alliance and conversation to a, like, it like it's clearly implied that there's like tensions between naboo and the gungans and it's brought this like outside threat in them to ally against a common goal and it's like that's kind of like an undertone throughout the entire movies of like promoting democracy and conversation and you know anti-hate i guess
2: true but the way they get the kunkins on side is i'm in utterly your control please like complete begging begging is not really democracy
1: no it's, it's just begging. begging i i didn't i didn't mind that scene because i guess they're like a implied to be a kind of a warrior people? I don't know. Even though they're they're really dumb. It, it, they it, don't wrong.
2: They brought forth
1: Jar Yeah they made him a, Are they a warrior people. They made him a general. Like what the fuck? Like no, this They, they this just wanted usually, to kill him off. Then why make him like a linchpin in their army on their assault on the droids? Like he he's, he's clearly got some kind of anxiety disorder cuz he basically faints when the, when the when the boss when boss nas promotes him. He you know the same boss Nass have,
2: that that exiled him but... he has the coolest weapon though. Literally a droid attached to his foot. I was like the coolest part of Jar Jar's existence ever just him flailing around a droid on his foot and killing people.
0: So we all know the theory about Darth Jar Jar, right? Oh, I'm I was of it,
2: but like not familiar.
0: So, the theory is is that Jar Jar is the all powerful Sith Lord, not palpatine throughout all of the prequels or he was originally going to be and there's another and part of this idea is that all of Jar Jar's kind of i guess you say shenanigans during the battle isn't him being dumb and getting lucky; it's him doing the drunken fist method of kung Fu
2: I get you, I kind of like that coming from a sense of was it. It was originally planned and that's why Jar Jar is so stupid to sort of like the big reveal but yeah, and it's it's ed- end up happening. So it's just Jar Jar's an idiot throughout
1: Yeah. I don't know if I would have I, I think the prequels would have been memed even more to shit if Darth Jar Jar was a fucking thing. Like don't get me wrong, Palpatine is a meme, but he's like so hysterically evil that you actually like in, in six he was he was not quite as hysterically evil but you know there were seeds of this like in, e- six,
0: in six and three he is actually as evil as anything you see in star wars but... i do like
1: i do like the
2: idea of it if he turned into sort of like more of general grievous type character if he sort of like electrocuted himself like palpatine did like i could see it happening for jar jar because what was it Palpatine didn't always look that fucking disgusting. <laughs> he electrocuted himself. He made himself that evil.
0: So can we, can we all hang on before we move on to episode two? Uh, well, we're still doing one at the moment. Are we still? I thought you wanted. I thought we were about to move on to episode two.
1: No, there's 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 a whole shit more to unpack here.
0: Podrace. Well,
1: yeah. Podrace. No. First off. Space Politics the movie. <laughs> like, okay. like okay so I
0: like the premise of this but I don't like the execution.
1: Precisely. Like I like what they were going for in the prequels which they start off in one, you know, institute like bringing in this artificial conflict to then manipulate this guy into power. And they had the fucking voice actor of Truth was and reconciliation, like of Truth, sorry, from Halo as um the chancellor at the beginning of this.
0: Yeah, Chancellor of
1: yeah, which I completely forgot about. I want to
0: say just quickly, going back to your point on Palpatine, he hams it up, Gold, yeah. but it's yeah. it, it is it is perfect. And like rewatching it as I'm older and I understand the story that's gonna unfold ahead of me, watching all of Palpatine's kind of like interweaving and stuff like with the Viceroy's of the Trade Federation and whatnot, and like how he manipulates the government around him and the senate and the council you're just like dude's a genius
1: yeah again i like the idea of it i just guess as a kid and as the average viewer it's just confusing as fuck to watch no it's it's not confusing
0: it's it's just loads of exposition that is it's not
2: drawn out for a long time yeah attention for like two and a half hours it's easy to sort of, like, miss the tiny detail because it's just so broad and so, sort of, like, open.
1: Like, I wasn't bothered about the idea of them using Jedi at the start of the movie to help settle disputes. You know, I've, I've seen in some, like, criticisms of this movie. It's like, oh, why the fuck the Jedi there? But I don't know. is quite an important planet towards trade, I assume. It's not really told, but I'm assuming this. Again, bad storytelling if you're assuming, but whatever. Like they're allowed to fucking blockade planets. This is okay in the Republic's eye. Again, this is implied. I understand, like, you've got these two quite powerful factions and the Republic's like, well, let's send some powerful individuals to help do this shit. And like it shows how the Jedi are interwoven into the politics of and it kind of then makes sense makes these movies make sense. It's it's dumb, us looking at it, because the Jedi shouldn't be involved, but it also Makes its own point valid later on in the third movie. So,
2: like the Jedi are like legends at this point, and the Sith are sort of like nowhere to be seen. So, they're they're quite renowned authority figures, so it makes sense to put authority figures in a place where you need.
1: Yeah, and the, and like it full on makes the uh, like the like, well, oh, this fucking blockade's over before it starts. They sent Jedi, fuck this, we're out. And the Darth Sidious is like, no.
0: The first 40 to 45 minutes of this film is exposition to get Palpatine in power.
1: Yeah, and some of it is super tiresome. Literally,
0: so the first act is getting is getting Palpatine in power. The second act is Finding Anakin. The third act is Jewel of the Fates.
1: Yeah. So, And it Tatooine. makes a two-hour
0: and quarter movie.
1: Or something. Yeah, oh my god. So he's like, they drew out some shit. Again, Tatooine wasn't didn't... completely awful.
0: You didn't need to make the point that Anakin has a shit ton of chlorians to make him the most powerful oh Jedi since Yoda. Yeah. We just, just, just need to people. know he's fucking powerful.
2: I don't think that, that part was necessarily bad. Yeah, but nobody Good. wanted to know how the Force worked.
0: Nobody, nobody cared. True. didn't need to.
2: Again, this is why I'm saying Sort of like it's a boardroom full of people trying to figure out where do we go before these great
1: movies? No, it's just George Lucas having complete creative freedom. And yeah, for the first time, and being like, "Do you know what? This is actually kind of dumb." Like, don't wrong. Again, as I've said, there's there's the under undertones of a really fucking good movie in all three of these. Wells, uh, the pop race was awesome, except it dragged on. He but... did it looked too right. so creepy, though. Oh, like yeah, that. that was cool. I like the fact like that we didn't
0: meet c-3po and r2d2 and like they were together from the off yeah i like the
1: fact that they were to be fair r2d2's introduction was cool i like that where it's like oh the, the ship's getting fucked you know let's throw out our astromechs which we just got because i guess that makes sense and star wars lore to fix the ship he's the one who does it and then from then on he's the only astromech they've got on the ship and he just follows them around mm. it never bothered me i, I was like oh this is a cool little introduction arc to r2 actually I mean, his gadgets that he keeps randomly spawning with throughout the prequels did start to irk me a little bit, which he then doesn't have as far as I remember in the originals. But eh, He's a badass. Maybe he forgot about those systems. <laughs> well, he didn't even get his mind white. Anyway, that's three. Right, one.
0: Um, so moving on from the pod race, there's I can't even remember what's in between. And then it's children of the fates. Anakin's oh, mum,
1: the actress they picked, is fantastic.
0: Oh, like yeah 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 yeah,
1: that is one of the few moments in the film where I'm like, this is actually half decent acting. But
2: can I say the methodology behind the mother is a bit weird. Fuck How do you off. mean? she literally told her son to never come back again.
0: But like. she she knows he's getting a much better life, and I think she must oh, understand God. part of the Jedi True. culture.
2: But then she goes off and then makes her own life. She doesn't yeah, make her own life. A completely different family. She tried to make any contact.
0: She doesn't make her own life. She gets bought to be a wife.
1: And then freed. And then freed. No, but she's then freed by
0: the slaver who bought her.
1: Yeah, it's it's a bit. bit, um,
0: To then be his wife.
1: It seemed like
2: she was happy for that point. I just felt like she, she told her son to never come back again. And then, literally, even if it was forced, made a completely new life. Forced at first. She seemed to enjoy it at the end, and then like. I get, was I get not why she said to contact that. Him again? I get, like, I get, she get why. She literally saw him go for the Jedi.
0: Yeah, but I get why she was like that because she just wanted a better life for her son. Oh,
2: and then his mummy issues caused him to destroy the world. Those, Ooh, just weren't, those
0: weren't mummy issues. It was, it was.
2: It, it started a... off as mummy issues. Oh, I'm so worried about my girl. No, it doesn't. Because start. my mother it's... died because of these
1: visions. Because of that similarity, like it's because he's so force sensitive though. Like he can't yeah, yeah. like he's got his emotions and then he's got the force sensitivity. Like everyone's got their emotions. Like Anakin's... any reasonable person...
0: If you actually listen to what like, what Yoda says, he basically... in episode three, and I know we're going we jump into episode three real quick real quick, but it's just to explain something. He basically explains suppress your emotions, let go of everything you love. But Anakin's not like, no, I like the things I love. They make me happy. Yes, they bring me sadness occasionally and they bring me worry but overall it's worth it. That's what's going on in his head. Yeah. It's not a case of mummy issues. He wants to love his mother and have his mother. He wants to have his, like, the love of his life that he's met. He wants to have kids with her. He wants everything to be okay. The problem is, is that he he can't, com- I wouldn't say compute, but he doesn't completely agree with the idea that, like, just because he wants something, it doesn't mean that he can't
1: have it. Yeah, Anakin is partly selfish. Like, yeah, he, yeah. you know, he even explains it in two. He's just like, oh, you know, the Jedi are taught compassion. They taught to love everything. So why can't I love? Like, it's fucking cringy when he explains it to Padme. But you know, he, he, you know, he's just like, why, why can't I? Why can't I actually love someone? You know, True. it's yeah. cringy
2: to us, but imagine what she must have been feeling. Like, damn, he's
1: talking about love. He... So you know if you apply that same thing to his mother it's like he's had a like genuinely kind of traumatic upbringing you know he's been a slave traumatic like, is an not, not yeah he's, he's been like a slaver kid then he got freed and then he got trained up as a jedi which for like any other jedi okay fine maybe they might have fallen to the dark side for some bizarre reason because they couldn't control their emotions and their ptsd or whatever But generally speaking, they'd have grown out of it. The the difference with Anakin was he's just got so much fucking Force energy going through him that even if he's taught all the good teachings of the Jedi, which he was, he still then just couldn't control that. So swinging back around to episode one. Oh, I I really liked um, how you knew that Padme was the body double. You know, she was actually the queen at this point she was spent her whole time being like, I've got to follow you around because I've been told by the Queen to do it. Yeah, And then she's like, her and Qui-Gon Jim, where he's just like, we're going to do this. She's like, the Queen wouldn't fucking agree with this. <laughs> so and Qui-Gon's cool. like, like,
0: the Queen doesn't have to know. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. we have to. I don't approve one. of this. <laughs> and it's just like, well, all righty then. Yeah. Do you think Qui-Gon is just playing along and realizes that she's not the Queen? Sorry, she is the Queen? do you think qui-gon is just being that uh not ignorant to the fact but do you think qui-gon is not quite realizing it
1: i guess he's just not bothered either way like his job is to obviously keep her safe and whether she's at his side or like he would have fought to protect the handmaiden as if it was the queen i expect because that's the jedi way and and to be be fair that's quite a, a jedi thing to trick people and use subterfuge and not not in like an evil way to like blow up innocence and whatnot but like to think outside the box because the jedi's power didn't necessarily come from their power it came from them thinking about stuff
2: true but not gonna lie they're not mind control but their mind influencing powers probably quite handy for not thinking about much. just go get me a drink (laughs)
1: Matt pointed it out to me, but like I, I guess we've got to acknowledge this. Like, the racial fucking profiling in this movie is so questionable. How do you mean? We're going to need some examples. Yeah. Um, well, the, the, tra- the Trandoshans have like an Asian accent the whole time. Greedo. Oh, you know, the these Jedi mind tricks don't work on me, but money does. And, you mean Watto, like, not Greedo. Watto. That's it.
2: True, and, like, but I, I like that part. sort of like... He's, He's not, not weak-minded. His drives are just pointed somewhere different. No, I, like I was going said.
1: more towards like human racial stereotypes being inferred into alien races and how that's slightly questionable.
0: I get what you mean. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not is saying it, it is it terrible for it? Is it rac- Is right. it a racist movie inherently?
1: No, but I think it needs to be acknowledged. It's so
2: subtle that it's hard to sort of like spark debate about it. But that's sort of like the problem in it. Essentially, like,
1: yeah, that's a whole discussion that we could get on
0: to, but I don't particularly want to.
1: No, right, moving on. Third part of the movie, Jewel of the
0: First. The...
1: Yeah, Naboo. I like, okay, there was this is where the movie was actually salvageable, apart from Anakin. Anakin in this part of the movie really fucked me off. Like, I get that he's your Jedi pad one, but why would you bring him into this armed conflict?
2: True. And then he what was it got into a ship. He said, Stay in
1: the ship. So he flew up and helped. Yeah. Oh. But there is a cool there is a cool caveat from this, I guess. Is in one of the Clone Wars episodes where three of the clones basically repeat this um to knock out a droid supply ship. They actually mention it, they actually make a joke out of it they're like, Did you know fucking Commander o- Skywalker did this when he was a kid. One of the other clones is like, No, that's no, you're like, you're kind of pulling my leg type thing. And I, I'm glad they made a joke out of that in Clone Wars because
2: it that's, is that's a
1: joke, that. but that scene was cool to make up for it. And like the rebels pushing on the palace was awesome. Like, you know, they roll up in a fucking tank, knock out the other tank, they're like fighting through the palace, mm. and Darth fucking Maul. And, and, and like that actor, the way he comes out to like every convention. As Darth Maul and is like hyping up. He's still for kids. Got, the moves, like, still man. got the moves, man. Yeah, it's insane. Darth Maul's lightsaber fight is one of the best lightsaber fights of Star Wars.
0: This film has some controversy among Star Wars fans when it comes to this lightsaber duel.
1: Yeah, I can't understand why
2: because like both times where a Jedi is defeated for cheap tricks.
0: No, it's not that. Is it not? No, I mean, the controversy is people say it's too choreographed.
1: I mean Which I get
0: I, wrong. No 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 I genuinely think it's dumb because yeah. because like, No 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 let me let me explain why in A New Hope you see old man Kenobi versus machine Vader they're not exactly going to be doing flips off a wall right in the second film you see Vader toying with a like novice Luke and then in the third one you see a Jedi knight Luke doing some cool flips and shit but he's not exactly swordsman mastery level Versus Vader, who's also thinking I'm just going to toy with him and I don't have to do much because he's fucking Vader, right? When Jewel of the Fates is on, we see three lightsaber and Force users in their prime. According to, I think it's Yoda's database is the website or something like that. Obi-Wan Kenobi is a 25-year-old Padawan. Qui-Gon Jinn is a Jedi Master who... Originally was trained by Count Dooku, who before Count and Count Dooku was trained by Yoda. And then you've got Darth Maul, who's also 22, and like naturally Maul's species I can't remember what they're called they are naturally very athletic yeah. species, right? You are, if you've got three of those force users in your prime, because it's not just how good they are with a lightsaber, it's also the fact they are using their force to like see steps ahead of the opposition. Yeah. That's the whole idea in episode 4 when like Kenobi's using the training droid and the blinding pilot's helmet to make Luke feel the force and like judge whether, like, where the bolt's gonna hit him so he can deflect it and not yeah. watch it because otherwise you're gonna be lagging behind by a good force user and lightsaber user in any or Jedi Anakin. or Sith. Like no, that's the thing. Anakin is Anakin
2: that... it's just amazing at already.
0: Yeah. So when it comes to Darth Maul and Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon I'm guessing Qui-Gon doesn't see the headbutt with the double handle ahead of him but then when Maul gets not well turns out not killed but when Maul is defeated at that point Maul is very overconfident because he's just thrown Obi-Wan off a ledge he's got no lightsaber Maul's dangling on is like stood on the edge while Obi-Wan's dangling he's got his lightsaber like the fuck are you gonna do and Obi-Wan just hops up and slices him in half like you're not gonna predict that coming because Darth Maul is not thinking like that yeah he's thinking arrogantly
2: uh I feel like you just be trained to know that just out in the field still so you should just be aware of them yeah but
0: there's certain things that you can't predict for man and also like someone
2: using the force and then killing you No, but like,
0: Maul is at that point probably very arrogant because the two times that Maul has faced... First of all, Maul will know that Obi-Wan is a Padawan because of his hairstyling. That's a common theme that we see throughout both Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clone. And secondly, Maul has faced Obi-Wan twice. It's within the same battle, within the same duel, but the first time, Darth Maul literally kicked Obi-Wan off the edge. And the second time, he threw him off the edge. True, like he's going to be he... like what like what are you going to do man like i'm literally i'm How clearly did better he defeat
2: than you a master then, considering he's printed. like you can't have it both ways and i feel like george lucas
1: wanted it both ways well, i think you can you like, can. i i think that's disingenuous to say oh he can beat this person but can't because it's like even more... someone who's like Could amazing use at something. a cheap
2: trick to defeat a master and then got yeah, the yeah well that's why right, yeah. Yeah. i just uh, in the same fight as well. Yeah, but just, if you
0: are naturally yeah. arrogant, right? If you are facing a master and then a padawan, and then you defeat the master, your brain is going to be like, oh, I've just defeated the master. Like, the padawan's going to be able to do anything.
2: Well, not me personally. I'll no, be like, not you personally, I've, but most people. i an apprentice. I, I just kill the master, and there's another person. There's still a lightsaber out on the field, and I still can't get close enough to stab him. This is caution i should be cautious because the force that's you that's you're not you that's
0: suit. not a naturally arrogant you're not a naturally arrogant person darth maul is clearly a naturally a arrogant.
1: arrogant person no, you're not. i mean have you not seen me in our room <laughs> no nah, that's, that's not arrogant. that's not arrogance but yeah referring back to your point where you said originally george i completely agree with you what i was going to what was my though, original point? Where you said like, oh, everyone freaked out over the sword fight where it was this dance between experts. Yeah, like, I fully not, agree. With there's
0: that. not, it's not everyone. There are a select few.
1: But I think where their voice comes from is the fact that the only thing you've seen of like lightsaber fights up to this point in movies anyway, that's all they've seen. And they're nostalgic for that. And then suddenly they see this like over the top dance, pretty much, which we all think is awesome makes sense, but they're probably just like the fuck, this is too over the top and ridiculous and kind of spoiled my Star Wars which is a, is a fair enough point for me it's not necessarily right and I don't really agree with it, but I I think it's a valid point of view like, depending on how, well, the prequels are shit compared to the originals, but you know. So, ending episode one, straight on to episode two Yeah, Cl- Clone Wars is, 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 is It's not is Clone bad Wars, ben, it's Attack of the Clones Attack of the Clones I, I put Attack of some Clones, please get it right there's actually a lot of clones in this there movie. A lot They're just in the best 20 minutes of it, and that is it. So, what happens? Uh, they stick Anakin to protect Padme for some reason. That's that, yeah, that, That's
0: a point. That car speeder chase is actually pretty funny, pretty funny, and I quite enjoy <laughs> it.
1: I mean, except for the fact that Obi-Wan's just like, Anakin, we've got to be careful, leaps out a window straight afterwards <laughs> onto a drone. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, that is actually Obi-Wan's character as is explored in the clone wars and i kind of like that i like that duality right he's just like he is pragmatic he is you know but he's also he's he's got a bit of flair to his style he's got a bit of bit of, like i mean they kind of go balls to the walls with it in the beginning of this movie where he literally almost dies which is it's just dumb it's true, no
2: that happens many more times bird-
0: i feel like this film doesn't really kick into gear though until Camino. yeah and even then, it's a very, very—it's not a high gear. It's like just trundling, no. So like, like, the,
1: like the speed. So the car speeder chase.
0: This car speeder chase is cool, and then there's nothing.
1: But it's not Can good. Know? It's uh. It's like and Obi Wan is like, oh, I hate flying, and fucking leaps out on this fucking dumb drone and flies around the city for a bit. Like, it's just ugh, ugh. So let's oh, move. I mean, let's, move on one is wise, <laughs> let's move on to this, from the speedy chase. Not smart.
0: Let's move on to from the speedy chase. Camino.
1: I mean, we forgot all the cringy Anakin one-liners. We don't need to go back
0: there. We do not need to go
1: back there. <laughs> oh my god! Oh,
0: actually, no. Like... I am going to say one thing about the in-between bit between the car speeder and Camino. If you are hiding on a refugee ship and you are the queen and a Jedi, why are you openly and loudly? Oh yeah, senator. Sorry. At this point, why are you openly and loudly discussing what it's like to be the queen and what it's like to be a Jedi in the middle of a refugee ship? And as you walk into Naboo,
1: I wouldn't say it's a refugee ship. I think it's just like no, no,
0: no. It's it specifically said that like Anakin and uh, Amidala take a refugee ship to hide suspicion.
1: I thought it was just like some civilian transport. No, I, I thought I thought legit,
0: like, I I thought Windu said refugee ship. Either way, it's a civilian transport or a refugee ship to hide sh- to hide suspicion, and you are talking about being the queen and a Jedi. Sorry, the senator and a Jedi, pretty fucking loudly.
1: And then some cringy like, oh, you know, I uh, 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 I love you, Pame. She's just like fucking stop.
0: He is the world's worst flirter. I don't get
1: that. Him. Yeah, it, it's it's hard to watch. Uh, I learned all my skills from him.
0: Moving on, the Camino stuff is actually quite good. Like, it's not great, but it's alright. Like, it's better than most of the rest of the film.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I... Any bit where... No, I'm sorry, but Obi-Wan's, like, interrogation skills.
1: Where just subtly like,
0: digging. He Uh, has, like, what is this? Uh, yes, I came for the clone army. Like, it's just so... Is that interrogation? I feel like he's
2: just going along with the flow there. Yeah. But it's it's just—it's this is more like an interview.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but it's so painfully obvious that he has no idea what the fuck is going on, and not even the prime minister commit like cottons onto it. True, but I think that's just
2: good planning. But like,
0: help if
2: anyone comes, any Jedi act like you're normal.
0: I mean, yeah, thumbs Um, up. (laughs) And then Django versus Obi Wan, that space battle, and the platform battle those bombs are sick though they are uh, i like how they're two.
2: just only two-dimensional explosions
0: yeah i know, yeah. I, know. <laughs> I, I i love it it's so it's so sick if you literally just go one meter down you'll be fine but i don't think it's <laughs> it, i think it's not only the charge itself i think it's all the collateral
1: yeah yeah like especially but, uh, in the
0: rings of geonosis
2: i don't even know how you make an explosive or seismic charge like that Like purposely not
1: doing another dimension, James just seems weird.
0: James, it's called science fiction.
1: I know, not science science reality, it's science fantasy. Let's be honest, Star Wars, it's not sci fi, (laughs) fucking laser swords and the force. Like, come on,
2: look at some fireworks, it goes 3D.
0: Um, what else is there to talk about in number two? Um, oh, actually, that was a point. The meme of I hate sand, it's coarse and it gets everywhere. It's such an out of context line. Yeah. I completely forgot that. They're literally not even talking about his homeworld. They're not talking about Tatooine. Amidala's just talking about how beautiful Naboo is. And then Anakin's just like, I hate sand. Yeah. Wasn't like, they
1: talking
2: cool. about beaches or
1: anything?
0: No. I don't think they were even talking about beaches. I literally just think Amidala was talking about how beautiful Naboo is. If they were talking about beaches, even then it's not really that contextual. True, it's a little but, bit contextual, well, but not like really most
2: of the movie. I was a little bit glassy-eyed for those <laughs> bits, just sort of like, ah, oh, he's smoozing his woman. You know that milf and that child. Go for it.
1: Yeah. She's not even a milf. She's like she is five years older than him in oh, these movies. Yeah, I want to get up the.
2: But the, she the she doesn't look like she changes age, and then he grows like ten years older. Like well,
1: oh, they did swap actors. James.
0: Yeah, they got a different actor, James.
2: I know that, but in, like, think about young little me's mind. I had no idea about the relative ages of anyone. It just seemed weird.
1: And, like, Padme was supposed to be 14 in the original movie. I googled this last night. Like, Padme is fucking 14 in the first movie. And she's fucking queen. Like, what the hell? Well, they
0: make a point that she feels like she was way too young to be the queen.
1: Yeah, that makes more sense now. (laughs)
2: that. <laughs> like, I-, I remember hearing over the past couple of days, um just like, oh, that line actually makes sense now because she's meant to be 14 and not like this. Little yeah. Character.
0: Besides, Padme and Anakin isn't even the weirdest age difference that people ship in Star Wars.
2: Is it not? Which one is the weirdest?
0: Kylo Ren and Rey, their age difference is 10 years, according to Star Wars.
1: Fuck.
0: Rey is 20 by the end of the. Uh, rise of skywalker and kylo's 30
2: i feel like that that fits perfectly <laughs> that fits perfectly they look like they're meant to be together and like similar ages but then and this other one they uh
1: no uh, i get what i get what you mean uh, like i i think i think about from one to two i think that's very much a valid point it, like anakin got shredded and he got crap hair and the fucking padawan braid. The is Padawan braid is the, is the thing, and his little fucking ponytail that he has—like, why?
0: No, Obi Wan had it
1: in. Yeah, Obi Wan had the ponytail. That was well, it. Yeah,
0: no, Obi Wan had the ponytail in Episode One, and Anakin had it in Episode Two. Yeah. The again, the last act in this film is actually pretty fun to watch.
1: Yeah, anything with clones in instantly better.
0: What is your fascination
1: with clones, dude? The, the clone troopers oh, are so cool. cool. I mean, like, I'm not like, saying they're not
0: cool, I
2: didn't cool, know but... that. Like, I like... I didn't know that, uh, was it, uh, Boba Fett was technically his, was it, clone that just growing at a regular age thing? Like, I didn't pick up on that one a child. That, that was like a nice little, oh, is that why he agreed to have millions of clones of himself so he could have a child? That's kind of cool.
1: Yeah. It's, it's and they also cool. grow super quick. But
0: there's a reason like... they, they explain why they do that. Yeah. I can't that's remember true. the exact reason, but they do explain it. And that's why it took 10 years for the army to grow. Yeah. Cuz I think they said about Jedi Master Cypher DS, he went there in around the same time as the Phantom Menace. He then died swiftly after going to Kamino. And then 10 years later,
1: that was when the first Jedi went back to Kamino. Yeah. Which was Obi-Wan. Wasn't it like orchestrated by Darth Sidious anyway the clone?
0: I don't know. Maybe, I
1: think so. I like that. That's the.
0: I think that's implied. That I... But yeah, so going back to the last act, whoever designed those creatures deserves a medal.
2: Yeah, like uh, I do love the progression of CGI throughout the movies. Like it gives me a whole. Considering that I'm, we did technologies, Benny. Like we have a whole new appreciation for how much effort each one of those movies must have taken to make. That, that's why I'm sort of like the janky look of the first one. I, I have a new appreciation and liking for it, because it's just like, ah, it must have taken them so much time. And it just looks jank, so I could just take drugs and watch it in a whole new perspective. It's great.
1: That's fair. So those creatures I mean, are... Like, cool. I wish the prequels didn't rely so heavily on CGI. I get that it was yeah. at the time where CGI was the new big thing, But, like, where they've kind of embraced both in the newer Star Wars stuff, especially, like, The Mandalorian, like, Jesus Christ, that that show is, like, a masterpiece in terms of, like, Star Wars-y feel. Yeah, the the plot's a bit overrated, whatever. But in terms of capturing the feel of Star Wars, Mandalorian nails it. Which, you know, the the prequels do feel Star Wars-y. And I guess because we've all grown up with them, as you know, now. They're fucking 20 years old, nearly they are kind of established as star wars but they're they they're, they're not quite if that makes sense because there's less of a reliance on the practical effects i think they lose a bit of that star wars feel
0: yeah i was saying to chloe when i was watching it i struggle with the first one in feeling like i'm in a star wars movie but for some reason in episode two i feel like i'm in a star wars movie straight away ah interesting i've got no idea why I don't know what it is. To me it just feels like in episode 1 I'm a bit more removed whereas in episode 2 I feel like it is Star Wars straight from the off and I don't um, know what it is. Maybe it's
2: like you just warming up like... Maybe. Uh, since you were like prepared by the first one to get into more sort of Star Wars-y mood the second one you just went more into it.
1: Maybe. George, I think as, as we were saying earlier, like I do think the way in which the story is told in this film is better. But I still think yeah. it's the worst movie because it's fucking cringe. Like oh, yeah. it's more established oh, yeah. who the characters are, it's more established what the stakes are. Yeah. You know, and it is almost like a goodies versus baddies movie. And it's like, you know, the the inquiry, I guess, of like finding out this mystery. Cause the first film kind of had this like the first ever Star Wars kind of had like, you know, you're learning about the universe, but you're also finding out about the characters, and it's them kind of mooching around doing shit. And I guess this film kind of feels like that, whereas the first movie was like trade dispute and pod racing.
0: To me, the first one just feels like... The first, the first part... one feels like a necessary... Not only that, it feels like... Especially the first, until we get into like the pod racing and shit, um, it feels like it's like, a drama movie with some action that's got a Star Wars lick of paint over it. Yeah. Whereas in the second one, I feel like it is Star Wars almost straight from the off. Because, I okay, so the opening sequence of A New Hope, and the very the very first, like, two minutes, I'm not talking, like, the first scene, I'm, I'm talking the first two minutes after those credits, uh, or the prologue rolls through, right, is you pan the camera down, there's two ships shooting each other, one gets boarded, guns going off, etc, right? In episode one, the beginning is them arriving on a trade ship, talking about negotiations, and then they're like, holy shit, something happened, when, like, the ship blows up.
2: That, that is fair, but... And then in episode How two, hang started? on,
0: hang on, hang on, James, then in episode two, it's the ship flying in, and then without hesitation, it's all blown up. Yeah. Like It feels like, okay, it's woken me up now. I'm in a Star Wars movie. Whereas I feel like Episode 1 is a slow burn into a Star Wars movie. Episode 2, you're straight into a Star Wars movie. Yeah, true. And That's that's how I personally feel. Yes, Episode 2, I will agree with you, is probably a slightly worse movie than Episode 1 because the highs in Episode 1 are so good, they make up for some of the lows. Whereas in Episode 2, the lows can be so shit. But there's more
1: to it throughout the whole film in parts like the aesthetic of the original movie as well didn't always feel as star wars like when they were on the trade federation ship it did kind of feel star warsy but like all the stuff on naboo the naboo aesthetic where it's like you know almost italian doesn't feel very star warsy even though i do associate with star wars now because of the prequels because of so i guess where you're saying it doesn't feel as much like a star warsy movie you know the the aesthetic of Star Wars is such, so integral. I mean, obviously they do go on fucking Tatooine, so I guess that is in there. You know, they do literally borrow that from the fourth movie yeah, entirely. But, it,
0: but that's that's the point where I feel like it's a Star Wars movie.
1: Exactly.
2: Can I just throw in a question? Yeah, go on. Uh, can you guys ever think of like a good prequel series, not just to Star Wars, but to like anything? Me. So I feel like it's a real sort of like uphill battle trying to get to the point of where the sort of like original movies have gotten to like would you have started off the prequels in already war would they be counting as prequels in that case where would the war start there's just a lot of details to i feel like george lucas wanted a foundation start just of like all right even though it's not gonna be as star warsy and lasers flying about and shit blowing up we have to start at peace somewhere, guys.
1: To be fair, what, yeah, what what you're saying is where the building blocks that they put down in one pay off in number three, and like I think this needs to be mentioned in competition against the sequels, for example, is the prequels. They planned out a trilogy. Like mm-hmm. all these films feel consistent to one another. They lead into each other. Stuff that's happened the first one. Pay off in the second, pay off in the third. Like for all the sins of the prequels, you watch it and you feel like they are this overarching plot. They all make sense within the same universe as each other, and I think that's actually arguably a positive for these films. Mm. They all feel consistent, and you you enjoy them all for their own merits, even though they're boring as fuck and they're bad films. Anyway, whatever. You get my point.
2: Oh. I don't think they're like, they are structurally bad films, but if you saw them as like a documentary from 1955, you would see them in a completely different light. What? Like, because, what was it uh, 1999 minus 1977, 22 years ago?
1: I don't even and, know where ma- this maths is going. Joe, no, I, I have, have no, no idea conflict. what you're on the about. The started on
2: 1999, the original started on 1999. 1990- uh, 1977 yeah so if you went 22 years before the originals released potentially if you viewed it from like that light I feel like they're like good
0: so what you're saying is if if the prequel films were made in 1955 or if started they were in...
2: actually just the originals and then they went into like the original now called sequel in this scenario I feel like people would look at it completely different Compared to sort of, like, them coming out after the originals,
0: But do you understand why the prequels were made?
2: Uh, no. Like, I didn't look that up when I was, like, two or three. Sorry.
0: Okay, so the prequels were made to tell the story of Anakin and how he became Darth Vader.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. So, because Darth
0: Vader was so iconic and people were like, how can, like someone who was deemed to be the chosen one i can't remember if that was referred to in the original trilogy or not fall so hard and basically be a machine but then become the hero at the end of return of the jedi and still have a heart and how are these his kids like how come everything revolves around skywalker name that's why they did the prequel trilogy
2: and i feel like they do justice to that so if people was it Went through the mentality that I just did there. They would probably enjoy it more, and so haters could just shut up.
0: I mean, if this and film let me do if, drugs and watch. If this film was made in 1955, tricks. it would be revolutionary. But it's Yeah. Not, we can't. We can't. We can't do that kind of comparison because it's it's inherently flawed. Unfortunately, James. Yeah. Um,
2: inherently flawed. Like I'm yes. just going on chrono- chronological movie our confusing original
1: prequel sequel.
2: So that is okay. confusing to a child, whereas 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 is a little bit more straightforward.
1: Okay, okay, James, I'm going to butt in. Right, yeah, I get your point. Telling a big overarching story in order, 1 to 6, makes sense. But remember, you got to remember at the time when they were originally making Star Wars as a concept, they did 4 because wasn't it like, he had this whole plan of a universe in his head, and he just picked the bit that made the most sense to tell an isolated story for. So he did A New Hope, which is fair. And then, obviously, money yeah. sells, so they did the prequels, which, I get what you mean, it is confusing being like, ah, oh, these films are set before those other films. What the fuck? I don't know, do doesn't bother me. I, I actually kind of like watching them in the order of four to six, one to three, because like, the films are a byproduct of the time they were made in as well. So, you know, I think as well, you kind of spoil some of the best bits of 1 to 6 if you watch the prequels first.
2: Like, it I could... will give you that. If, if you have never seen Star Wars and you're watching them in the order that they came out, probably better. But for, like, the enjoyment, the maximum enjoyment of all the movies, watching it just get better and better and better and better, must be such a fucking power trip in some way ah like i can't explain it because it's just sort of like you, you start off with like one go through them all and you'll just be sort of like fuck me i don't regret that decision of binging all nine in one night i just feel like
1: that. i don't know i i'm that's, glad that's, I that's, that's
0: that's preferential that's preferential yeah. to
1: the person like, like I, isn't I... what
0: we're talking
2: about
1: here are preferential opinions very
0: true. I mean, yeah, that is the whole point of this. But I, I, don't, I'd still, I still I still don't understand your idea of thinking these made, these films were made in 1955. I don't understand that. That's throwing me off. So if you view
2: it from a time where, like, CGI wasn't a first brought out thing, and it's just, imagine that was, like, 1955 CGI compared to sort of, like, modern day there CGI. Was like, you'll enjoy C- it yeah. I know, but, like, rather than looking at absolute Benny. Just bend the rules and just look at it as a scale format.
0: So bend reality. Yeah. You
2: know how the, was it? Fucking Jedi's do shit, you know, bending reality.
1: Anyway, Jedi fight at the end of the movie. It's dumb, but it's also awesome. Like, Count Dooku is awesome. Although, I feel like his character's confused between this movie and the Clone Wars. Because, like, in this movie... You you kind of empathize a bit with Count Dooku when he's just like, I see the threat to the fucking Republic's you know, the shadow of this fucking Sith Lord or whatever creeping up. I'm being taught by him, but you know, my he, he kind of implies that his super secret plan is to learn all the dark side shit from him so that he can do right by the end. I like that. sort of
2: like a cool arc which been... But
1: ah. in Clone Wars, Count Dooku's just outright evil. Like Well whose fault is that? True, but he could have just been lying in that instance. No, he Jedi. is just fucking evil. I mean, yeah, he could have, and he could have, and that that is a cool flip side. But I I liked the idea of Count Dooku being this fallen Jedi who was trying to do the right thing in the end. There is part of him that's a that's a fallen Jedi that's trying to do right in the end. Do you know Do you know
0: part of the reason why he defected?
1: weren't the separatists trying to actually like break away from a corrupt republic?
0: Yeah, so he felt that way. And then on top of that, that's not including the fact that he was incredibly upset when Qui Gon died because he was yeah, Qui Gon's master what? originally. He was falling out of love with like the Jedi Order and stuff. He, his his pre film story is this is similar to the one that Anakin goes through in Episode Two and Episode Three in a in a sense of like he feels the Jedi Order of honor is not necessarily the way and. He's falling out of love with the Jedi Order itself.
2: That might be just Palpatine's recruitment sort of like style though. That also could be that. Life. But I
0: mean I think him being like emotional about Qui-Gon dying as well from
1: might not have happened. Yeah. In fact, probably didn't probably. help him. Well grief does make you do dumb things. Right. So...
0: I think Dooku's a cool character though. An interesting character. Exclusively towards the films. We're not talking about the Clone War TV show. Yeah, it's a shame we didn't get to see more of him from Christopher Lee. Yeah, like it would have been, I would have liked if we had. Like, I'm not saying make the film shorter or longer. I'm saying replace the bullshit with the factory sequence with like not necessarily a flashback from Dooku, but like something giving us context as to not necessarily why he left, but the context of him within the Jedi Order and how important he was. Yeah, because the first thing I think Obi Wan. The first thing Obi-Wan says to Dooku. So, the first time. The first thing that any good guy says anything to Dooku is traitor.
1: Yeah. And you're like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, I've got no context to this person. Yeah.
0: Like, if we had a little bit of a backstory. Like, literally, if it was that monologue. uh, Or duologue between Obi-Wan and. Dooku in that. When Kenobi is captured. If we had context to it. Or rather. Rather not context. But if we had a bit of a backstory from Dooku explaining why he defected, that would have been better. And instead of the factory sequence, just take out the whole fucking factory sequence and just have Django Dang sneak yeah. up on Anakin and be like, and essentially shoot
1: his lightsaber out of his hilt and break well, it. Then you wouldn't get C-3PO shouting, die at the Jedi.
0: Who gives a fuck?
1: Which was so dumb. But, but what, also what would you
0: rather have? A cheap laugh or a good story? I'm not saying more my memes, story is good. More
1: memes, George. More memes.
0: You know the um the whole factory sequence. Apparently, George Lucas wrote that on the way to a shoot.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, which makes sense. It's Just so bad, like. Ugh. Did um,
2: his arm get crushed? But it was completely fine.
1: Yeah, just the metal got yeah. molded around his his human hand, and then his lightsaber
0: got split in half somehow without damaging his right hand at all, because which ended that up that being which ended up being chopped was, off anyway. Also, how would the Jedi oh. know that Obi Wan and Anakin wouldn't have lightsabers? That they just happened to carry spares?
1: Maybe some of them run around with two lightsabers, because I'm pretty sure. Oh, what's a face? Like Alice Kuda or something? Yeah, but like. He runs you... around with two lightsabers. Like... Yeah, but if
0: you have two lightsabers, your entire fighting style is relied on two lightsabers. Having a different.
2: Ten years of being with Obi Wan, I feel like that might <laughs> teach them to bring a couple pair of lightsabers. Maybe. They literally told him not to come and then was unsurprised about him being there
1: and yeah. in prison. And like, going back to your point about like, it's to do with their fighting style. I agree with that. But surely all Jedi are taught to fight with one lightsaber to begin with. Maybe. Jedi are all about Maybe. discipline and doing things by the book. So I expect the Padawan training is literally the same for everybody. And then eventually, when they grow into from knight to master, wh- when they develop their own fighting styles, hmm. and even then, I expect like the twin lightsaber is probably frowned upon because it's all about offense, which is not That's, very Jedi. Yes
0: and no, but it interestingly the dual-ended lightsaber is
1: not an offensive weapon. No, the dual-ended is For um, defensive, defensive, which is cool. But it, it's also weird that a Sith has it. But it was the like cool a character fa- doesn't make. Darn. Yeah, the the prequels are dumb. We yeah. know this. Like,
0: So, the last thing I want to say about the Geonosis battle before we go on to the Dooku. Clones! No, not the clones. Even though the clones are awesome. The clones come in, come they, in. they're badass, etc. But, how Mace just dismantles Django.
1: Oh, but yeah.
0: It simultaneously is like, wow, Mace is a badass. But also, like, a bit disappointing.
2: Could say
0: not the window, out haha uh-huh. God damn it, James. I've already made that. joke. Yeah, you have on the, the group chat. chat.
1: <laughs> um, to be
2: fair, I did that with another. Just in also, to rub it
1: in. also to quote Joe, the music of number two fucking slaps. The
0: music like, of all three prequels slaps.
1: Not, not, not as much one. Like, like yo,
0: Jewel of slaps? the Face. Just and yeah. Okay, okay, okay.
1: Eh. But two is just great. Two is good. It's not as iconic, I don't think, as one or three. Well no, that one scene in one is where it is amazing. But I think the way they just use the soundtrack is better. Maybe. But three's soundtrack is actually phenomenal. Yeah, like
2: yeah. three I'm... is actually like
1: three is actually an movie. okay
0: movie. Right, let's hang on, let's let's before we go into three, let's go back to two very quick. Just before the Yoda fight, um, Anakin and Dooku, those yeah. facial shots.
1: Yeah. What? When they're just like, oh, when they go down the like, a dark corridor or something, and it's like flashing between the two of them. So Anakin, it's just
0: Anakin and Obi Wan versus Dooku is probably the worst lightsaber fight of all time. Yeah, I'd say. Yoda Dooku is sick.
1: It's also a bit dumb. Short, but it's sick. Yeah, I, I love now. the way Yoda just fucking flexes on Dookie.
0: Flexes on everyone, man.
1: Like, I love it. I love Yoda in the prequels. Yoda's he is, like... He is...
2: Like, I forgot that... Uh, Anakin kills kids in the...
1: No, that's three. No, he kills kids oh, in the... Oh, oh no, no actually. Yeah. Tusken Raiders.
2: Like, I know they're Tuscans, but they're still killed children.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I also don't completely understand how, on the very last scene, surely in the span of not that long, we go from I love you to they're married.
1: Yeah, but that was probably some implied time frame.
0: I I personally think they sh- we shouldn't have seen the scene of them. Well, I don't really care about like them being she, married.
2: I at all. like it. She still marries him after killing kids, and then is surprised when he he kills, kills more, more kids.
0: kids. She that's what we
2: His evil eyes. His evil eyes come after he kills the kids. Yeah, I don't understand that. Like, right, that's... kills two batches of kids. I'm still on the good side. <laughs> I
0: think that is the smoothest transition possible from episode two to episode three. Uh, I guess uh, episode three has the best opening out of the three oh. prequels. Yeah, the
2: third one is just the best out of. The I prequels. mean, yeah, it
1: is. Full stop. I'm. <laughs> do you know what? Number three, apart from Anakin, is awesome.
0: What do you mean apart it from is... Anakin? The whole story is
1: focused on Anakin. I, I know, which bedding. is the reason, why, <laughs> the reason why it's not that good. Like, don't get me wrong. Okay, I actually think this actor's great, and I think he would have been better at his role. I just think he was given bad directions. Because, yeah, like, he legitimately sells quite a emotionally troubled Anakin. It's just mm-hmm. a whiny, brooding, really shit version of it. But anyway, what I was originally going to say was, this is actually, I would rate this better than Jedi. This is, this is an... Yeah, I would, like, Jedi sucks compared to this movie. Oh, I don't know about that, Ben.
2: I haven't watched it recently enough to make that opinion.
1: No, I can make that opinion, quite happily. Like, don't get me wrong, there's bits in Jedi that are awesome, like the space battle fight, and the lightsaber fight in, you know, which they emulate quite a lot in this movie, which is really cool. Um, Well, yeah, considering when they walk into um, Palpatine being captured... He sat on like this throne, and oh, then you got like
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the roof
1: rafters, and it's I was like thinking
0: the Mustafar ones, man.
1: No, oh. not like yeah, like the the first. But yeah, anyway, the spaceship flight is amazing. We'll we'll cut back to that.
2: It is also has one of the best lines. Just uh, where was it?
0: Do it. The way that Ian McDermott plays Palpatine in this film.
1: <laughs> oh, good. It is so good. And also, the memes that come from this are the best. Like, I, I like think... the, the re- I love how
0: this is how you analyse a film.
1: It's yeah. like the
2: pinnacle of shit horror movies, even though it's not a horror movie. Yeah. And that sort of makes sense.
1: Yeah. Like, what you got to remember, George, is we're the, we're the... Like, us lot are basically like the internet generation in terms of, like, growing up with its, like coming to life right we grew up on the prequels and we grew up on memes and there's so many prequel memes because obviously they everyone coincide. else like they us coincide. have like they've grown up with this nostalgia of these movies like most people love these films as kids and then hate them as adults because they realize how bad they are like people our age and it's like this complete like love hate relationship with these movies I, and like I, I the loss of hate, innocence
0: i genuinely don't hate these films Either. i just don't think they're
1: great yeah but you also like like you have to admit that's kind of like hard coming to terms with that you know as a kid you enjoy these movies and then you're like oh actually they're really bad i mean you can appreciate something even if it's bad yeah i think everyone, oh i think everyone can wholeheartedly
0: agree that three is the best prequel film
1: hello there i
2: have the high ground, Anakin. Your you're sword fighting
0: i i love that line because it's so metaphorical and literal
2: yeah <laughs> he jumps to a that high- I have the high ground it
0: seems so forced that it just makes it so funny.
1: Uh, there's so many deliveries in this movie that are like forced like that so
0: i've i've refrained from comparing these films to like the tv series or any of the tv series but the one comparison i'm going to make and i have to make and it really pisses me off, is Grievous. Compared to the Star Wars, the Clone Wars series.
2: Uh, uh, I love a good bit of Grievous. He's got to be like, yeah. one of my favourite characters. From yeah,
0: this but in the... It's not anime, but like the Jack Samurai style.
1: Oh my god, Grievous, I remember this.
0: Grievous in that series was
1: just immense. He's dope in Clone Wars as well.
0: Yeah. No, but like I remember this one episode, or one part of an episode, that focuses on Grievous, and it's Grievous versus like five Jedi. And he just pretty much rinses through them all. Like there's uh you're basically introduced to him in Clone Wars, where like these five Jedi's, they feel like they're being surrounded by droids, but it is just Grievous, and you hear the noises and everything. One of the Jedi's is clearly like Either a fresh Padawan to Jedi Knight, or is a Padawan gets nervous, runs out, and you just see this droid comes hurtling down, squash him, and just dust flies up, and you're like, and and that's how you're introduced to Grievous, is this badass robot who hunts Jedi for fun? It's not so uncivilized. No. It's not only that. It's not only that. It's his. It's his cough. It's the wheezing. It's. It's. It's all for me. Because he's weak, George. But why? Why is he not the badass that he is in the series? Why do we have to watch the series to know that this guy is weakened from a previous yeah, really. encounter? Why is he not a badass? He then gets weakened in the opening sequence.
1: I mean, and then don't get me you know, wrong. Why not? He so, is pretty. The, the lightsaber fight with with Obi Wan is actually awesome. It's like not when a lightsaber fight, but yeah, yeah. and fucking flicks his lightsaber down. Obi Wan's just like, huh.
0: I I would have liked to have seen maybe in the opening sequence. Grievous is a badass. He yeah. then gets injured, either as he's escaping or uh, something happens to him.
2: How would he be a badass and get injured like that seriously? Where he's it it feels like it's an old man. That's why I don't really mind it that much. I like that character building of him because he was like he's this towering monster that's just hunched back and just coughing and just like <laughs> yeah everyone is still completely shit scared of him. And then when he's actually come to fighting, you just see him stand up straight, shrug off sort of like his cloak. Split his arms in half and carry twice the amount, but, but four you still... times the amount of lightsaber than any other normal
0: Jedi. I'm yeah, just like but you still don't need. <sighs> so, like, let's say if it's the opening sequence, right, and Grievous is being a badass and then he gets injured, right? Idea is like it's a few Jedi and some clones, and they're all storming the ship, right? Anakin and Obi Wan's mission is specifically to rescue the Chancellor. Anakin does his typical thing. i need to go and help him and obi-wan's like no no and it's like no it's grievous i've got to go help him they're not going to stand a chance anakin runs over obi-wan carries on with the mission or watches from the side not watches from the side but whatever anakin runs in grievous is clearing house left right and center no questions asked anakin injures grievous seriously and grievous knocks anakin so far back that grievous can't retreat him like almost like you know there's elevator shafts in the ship like mm-hmm. knocks him back through one of those and Anakin falls and gets caught by something I don't know I'm not great this is me thinking off the top of my head this is not that, me coming up with right. anything or me in- inherently right. thinking about it but why not something more like that I get it's cool him being like having the forearms etc you don't even need to have the forearms in the opening sequence if you have it like that but to me as a viewer why is everyone scared of him?
2: Because of just the minor shit that he does. It, I just get the essence that he's a badass and he doesn't give a shit. Like the time that he li- breaks the window. Oh, there's the yeah, window that, right. was that was like, that, that, like that that a weird great. That was great. We can stay. I know a way that I can set the field in my advantage. Douche broke. Oh, I'll just walk up the side of this ship And space. Like, no matter
0: what he does, he just does it like a badass. Yeah, he yeah. Just dies yeah. like
2: a badass. I don't know. Like, I just find like... it.
0: I just find it really weird that we have like Star Wars has always been originally a film sequel, a uh, film series. I know we've got Clone Wars and Rebels and everything else like recently, and we've had previous series before. But I don't see why, in order to get the full story of Grievous, I need to watch a different show.
1: Yeah, he does come out of like nowhere as well. Yeah, and I think. This this is the point. This is another point. It's like there's so much shit going on in the prequels that you need all this outside stuff to contextualize. It. And don't get me wrong, now that it is contextualized, I really enjoy the prequel films. But for someone who's not versed in Star Wars,
0: like how many how many what like, is the percentage of people that are going to be as who are going to watch all the series who are going to be as in context as everyone else? I think it's going to be like. Ninety yeah. percent of people are not going to watch it all. Yeah, like I'm a massive Star Wars fan. I've not even watched Rebels once, and I've never, w- and I haven't watched Clone Wars since I don't know the third series when it originally came out, and that yeah. was like yeah, a decade yeah, ago. But
2: the same reason for why you might watch the prequel, I feel like they might have just done the same thing with Grievous to sort of like he is a badass. People might want no more. Yeah, Check but it's our smaller stuff where we can do it more Josh.
0: Yeah, but also on the flip side of that is that the Clone Wars is not a specific story focused on Grievous, whereas the prequels specifically were made to focus on Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker. Yeah.
2: True, but uh, they might have been just trying to pull in so many characters, like they were going to have that problem with the majority of the characters. I,
0: I think they needed to I fill still... a hole, to be honest. Yeah, with you. like he was I think...
1: the he was the antagonist of this movie where they killed off Count Dooku at the start, and they were like. We need something for the the Jedi to be fighting against for the first half.
0: Yeah, because otherwise the droid army are just going to be done after the
1: first sequence. Which, to be fair, I think it helps, even though you do sit there being confused as to who the fuck this Grievous is for a little bit, if you new to the film. And I think that's the reason why I hated Grievous at the start was it's just shoehorned in. Like It does help kind of sell the point that the droid army's on its last legs almost. Yeah.
0: It's kind of like yes it gets context later on but there's no context there's nothing like backing it up do you know i I
2: feel like that's just a problem with the plot rather than sort of like how portrayed even though that is what the plot is
0: i think it's kind of a 50 50 i think you could model it you could do it way better
2: i don't disagree with that but with how grievous portrayed at the moment i'm still quite happy like
0: I'm, also, not, I'm not unhappy, it's just I feel like it could have been done better and it's almost wasted.
2: True, but at that point, the whole movie could probably have probably been
0: done better. This is also true. Um, I think with um,
1: three, like, the first the movie. third to half of this movie, it kind of bumbles around falling into the same sort of pitfalls as the yes. original two. It, oh, it's yeah. stronger, it feels stronger, because I guess it's the third in franchise, like, you know, as we said, the space battle at the beginning is great. Um, it bumbles along, and then when Palpatine reveals you might be
2: just more system, tolerant of it by this
0: point. Just sort of like you might. I don't, know, I don't think to... it's that. I don't think it's that because even when I was younger, I enjoyed Revenge. Of, I can, I know, I enjoyed Revenge of the Sith more than the others. And even though I was a young kid then, it's still it's still held true. Like there, there will be more times where I go out of my way to watch three than one and two, and I'll just sit and watch the whole film.
1: Yeah. And oh, nice. I think the reason why that is is like just before Order sixty six kicks in, where you know
0: I wouldn't say Palpatine. Order sixty six. I would say just before. I then. think it's
1: just before, like when pa- when that... it's
0: Palpatine versus those four Jedi.
1: From no, I say it's before that. It's it's, it's when Pad when yeah when when the four Jedi fight him and Anakin and Padme are like looking across each other, and yeah. you've got that really slow, eerie music that they use so good in Star Wars Battlefront 2. Like that song is iconic, not just because of this scene, but like for me, because of that game and the way it uses it. That's where the tone of the movie suddenly flips, and this movie gets good. Like, I mean, it's still, it's still, you know, Mimi Trash Star Wars, but like, it's suddenly half decent, good for meme-y Trash Star Wars, and you know, I, I was actually enjoying it. Like, I, was, I sat through the the first two, like, yeah, whatever. Fresh, pretty cool movies, I love them because of nostalgia. But like this also one, also
2: another good line: "I am the Senate."
1: Yes,
0: it's the "I am the Senate," and then it just kicks.
1: Oh, what was it? It's like oh, it's treason then, and he fucking just flies into the four Jedi, and I'm just like, what the? You love it. I've got to show you guys something after this, but it's perfect time to bring it up. Have you ever seen the text to speech like meme video of this scene? No. It, I, I will show it to you afterwards, but it is golden, and I highly recommend anybody search this because it's just swoosh. It's oh, <laughs> it, yeah, it is the best. That swoosh just reminds me. Swoosh, swoosh. I love seeing all the different clone fights. You know, you you'd um Obi Wan on the clones. Well, you no, know, it's just before that. The, the clone fights were really cool, like Kashik kicking off, and oh yeah, the Wookiees are fighting with the clone troopers, and you can really, you get know... the feel
0: of it's like it's the final part of the war.
1: Yeah, it's like the Clone Wars. There's a giant fucking war going on, and then they just have this like scene after scene with the most like depressing music, with Anakin murdering children, and... left,
0: right, and center again.
1: It's brutal. Like yeah. me as a
0: kid, this sucked. He falls so far from grace. I I actually Yeah, I in actually like 5 minutes, rewatching and that's this kind film, of a bit. uh this morning. I actually feel so bad for Anakin. Yeah. Considering we were talking about how unsympathetic Joker becomes, I still have nothing but sympathy for Anakin's character by the end of this movie. Because everything oh. he did or everything he tried to do was selfless, but it was selfish as well. Yeah, he was trying to protect what he loved and everything previous that he had ever loved, he had always lost. So, the one time where he was told he could save it, he couldn't, yeah, and he would do anything in his power. If I found out that if I went against everything I not everything but most of the things I stood for in order to save one person I love in this world that is carrying to my knowledge one person that i will love as well as my child and they could die and i've lost everything else previously i'm gonna make sure i do everything in my power to make sure there's a
2: self-fulfilling prophecy which is just ah, it feels bad man because remember the line of why padme dies she lost the will to live
0: so that that, her ah, body ah, is ah, healthy ah, ah, but ah, she ah.
2: lost the will to live
0: okay There's an actual theory about this, and this theory, even though it's not necessarily canon, this theory works a lot better than that fucking she lost the will to live.
1: Yeah. Right?
0: The theory is, is that Sidious uses the life force from Padme to bring Anakin not back but to a better standard of life. Basically transferring life from Padme to Anakin. That's what killed Padme. Rather than How? Huh? How? Well, you know, what's the connection? You know, Sidious says that his master, Plagueis, found out the way of keeping the ones he loves alive, etc. Right? Mm-hmm. And then Sidious says, "I don't know this power, but we can find it together." I think he was lying, or he has some idea. But the way he's doing it is that he's transferring life from one person to another. But they have to have a connection. They have to have some form of some form of emotional connection. Okay. Because we even see it happening. It... Like I know I'm shooting ahead here, but we see it in Rise of Skywalker as well. And I personally think it, think that because it works. It works well also in the sense that once, like, how does Palpatine know that Padme is dead
1: when she's? Well Naboo has a big fuck off funeral because she's the senator of Naboo. But it happens
0: simultaneously.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, that like, was, like... No, there's, there has
1: there has been some time frame between him announcing. Oh, you know. The Galactic Empire and whatever, and then the Jedi fucking around doing their bit. And like, there's a little, there's a, I'd say, you know, like Polis Master and Darth Vader getting made into Darth Vader. There is no way
0: that you left it multiple weeks before you recovered your apprentice and then
1: you decided to to.
0: No, I mean, more like
1: him, like, I, I mean, like Darth Vader popping out the tube and. Like, the babies being born is, like, straight afterwards, but then they're obviously planning where they're going to put the babies, and they're flying around doing all that. And I could argue that from the point where, you know, the Emperor finds Anakin and Padme dies during childbirth, from that point to the end of the movie, I think there's at least a time period between each of the scenes.
0: I don't know. I'd say there's certainly some time period, but I think Luke and Leia being born and Anakin being Darth Vader, they happen simultaneously. Right? And him breaking out. So how did, to my Uh, mind, I don't think Palpatine knows that Padme is dead from the funeral. I think Padme is dead because he's draining life force from her. Because of the way way that it's uh, shot. The way that it's shot gives me that implication, right? With this fan theory. Rewatch that last bit with this fan theory in mind, and you get that implication, right? I might be looking for it. Who knows? I mean, yeah, don't
2: uh, worry. I, I have a second suggestion. Go for uh, it. Palpatine can just sense it because fucking his children inside her connection and her dying from the loss of will to live. She's got two nah. babies with the highest mythical encounter, or whatever the fuck you are, to call it.
0: I don't think the Emperor if knows about the The Emperor definitely doesn't know visible, about the kids. Like
2: her children allowing her to die or something. Sort of nah. like. Her, she's got some form of control over the force without knowing it because of her children. I can see that sort of angle, but the Palpatine sort of like draining the life force is just less feasible.
0: It's, I think it's more feasible than her dying of a will to live, considering there is context of being able to create life from the force and whatnot. I think it's more feasible. And even then I mean, Snoke, Snoke Well I'm partnered. still saying
2: you use the force To sort of like change her Ability to uh, live I'm just saying it's less of, of Control through sort of like Thousands of metres away of I don't think Palpatine's that powerful Considering he's, a he's but got then, his powerful Minion
0: right next to him But then Snoke is powerful enough to create a mental connection And bridge between Ben Solo And Rey True I don't know um, it's done. I, I haven't looked into that much about Snoke but if you're able to make a mental connection between two people who have no emotional connection between each other other than hate from Ray and Ben wanting to bring Ray as his apprentice. Whereas I think having a loving emotional connection between Anakin and Padme, that's a stronger connection that the Force can use and abuse, especially if you're Palpatine, I think.
1: I thought hate was stronger in Star Wars.
0: Yeah, but like when it's one directional when it's unidirectional hate.
1: It might be a combination
2: of
0: the both. I also feel like I like to believe that Vader actually went to the funeral.
2: I, I don't think he did. I think he I was don't think he did, but I'd like to believe Well, I say spiritually. He was there he could sense all of it, but
0: he was him, force projecting, maybe.
2: Force projecting, like or something like that. But him in like his new attire. Would stick out like a sore fucking bum.
0: I mean, maybe, but if he was just hiding at the back, it would be fine. H- hiding in the back, <laughs> the old dark lord, <laughs> that
2: <terrible laughs> behemoth of almighty power. But no one knows what Vader yeah, looks like at this time. In the
0: back. No one knows what Vader looks like at this time, do they?
2: I'm sorry. If you see like a giant black
0: figure, I mean, you know, <laughs> he pulls
2: out his lightsaber, pulls out red. Oh, oh, ignore this, you know.
0: Maybe maybe he could get a one-way force projection and he could see what was going on. Who knows? Like, I like to think like he because he would be there. Yeah, because he, he did physically. No, because he did every like the whole point of Revenge of the Sith is that he does everything he can in his power for himself and Padme. Like That's the only reason he joins Palpatine in the first place is to save Padme. I also think that Palpatine mm. put those premonitions in um, Anakin's head. Really stokes believe, them yeah. in both cases, yeah. yeah. Like, would you be surprised? And well, you're considering...
2: surprised that that sort of like he's influencing, even though because he I also don't believe he's just outright overriding someone's life to save his buddies,
0: maybe. Because the other thing, as well, is that Palpatine, like, we know Palpatine knows that Anakin had had nightmares about his mother when she was dying, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but Anakin never had a vision into the future of a loved one of his dying he had a vision while someone was dying so there's a possibility that Palpatine put that projection in his head because the other thing as well is that we never see like Padme is wearing something different in his visions and when she's on the uh, uh when she's giving birth she's wearing a different outfit which is a minor detail but in something like Star Wars I don't think would go unnoticed and then also it's like Obi-Wan go like standing over her being like it's all going to be okay and it's like Obi-Wan's like stood on the outside watching the medical droids happen like he's not getting in there
2: like it's Palpatine making plans
0: yeah Um, it's almost palpable Uh. I, I kind of think this film is less of a downfall of Anakin and more of a rise of Palpatine as well I think it's kind of half and half yeah
2: I get you from that point
0: like we all know that Palpatine is Darth Sidious Yep,
2: he still right. sort of brought power to the force, by the way.
0: He just brought a
2: fuck to the dark side back into and sort of like went past the balance, and then it's constantly changing
0: throughout. Oh. Throughout all of Star Wars, there is no balance. That's the thing. Yeah. Um. Like that's that's one theory as to why Anakin was born is because like Anakin was the kind of clear bit in between where like he anakin
2: was... is jesus i what was it he's like, jesus, kind of, Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, he Ugh. doesn't know where his uh what was it father influence came from her mum just said oh like i just got pregnant or something or i got knocked up by a spirit or it was something along those lines and my mind instantly went to he's just star wars jesus isn't he <laughs>
0: There is, there there is, is yeah. the theory that... he goes bad! There's, two, there's three theories about how who Anakin's dad is. Which is, one, it's just the Force. Uh, two, which I fucking
1: hope it's not, because that is so stupid.
0: Two is Darth Plagueis, and three is Darth Sidious.
2: I like Darth Plagueis more.
0: So yeah, just, I uh, think out of the three it's Sidious. I would go for... Was
2: it Plagueis? To be honest.
0: But Plagueis is half... I want to say Mun. So, like... But the idea is is that basically they created...
2: Maybe Child of Plagueis? I don't know.
0: Maybe. Like, but, like, the idea was... I
2: feel like the lineage of just that story or that sort of, like, the dark side bringing people life down the fall through his lineage. I like the idea of that concept. Just
0: Well, yeah. Like, that was... That's the idea behind it. Like, we know that Plagueis could manipulate the force to create and recover life. Was that it possible that Palpatine is like
2: so fucking Metaclorean as yeah, well. Like, Whereas Palp like he doesn't really have that power. That's why he likes him as don't, a student so
0: much. We don't necessarily know that he doesn't have that power. Palpatine is clearly one of the strongest people with the force. He went toe to toe with fucking Yoda. True. And he's one I'm, of the I'm few not he's
2: not fucking mighty power. Uh, was it Skywalker powerful?
0: But like would it change a midichlorian count? Like let's say if you're all powerful with the force, and essentially as a as a as a child you are half human, half midichlorian essentially, right? Would your midichlorian count not be higher? Because when Anakin and Padme have a kid together, or have two kids together, one of them is vaguely force sensitive, which is Leia. And the other mm-hmm. one is relatively force sensitive, but blatantly not as force sensitive as
2: Anakin. True, but like uh, I, 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 it might skip a generation. That's why. I, I mean,
0: there is that. Like, I. Plagueis I, is this era of
2: mystery around, it. whereas Palpatine, I don't like the idea of or the sort of like I made a child and now I made him my apprentice.
0: But again, my, he Plagueis because done that, that in private. But Plagueis is that that egotistical. That I wouldn't be surprised either.
2: Yeah, like I feel like with the emotionality of Anakin, it like plays to Plagueis, sort of like lineage rather them. Maybe Alpies. because like the argument, know, the argument, the argument is like, is that
0: it, Anakin is not half man, but also sort of through like a human woman, a it's going to yeah, exactly. So if it's created by the Force and one species, it's probably going to attach
1: to that one species.
2: Yeah, I see that.
1: I always just thought Anakin was just somebody's random child and the guy fucked off or something like there is also, we that. don't need every, we don't need every Star Wars character being super important and being born of special blood <clears throat> Palpatine anyway, you know, why can't people just fucking come up from nothing and make it as a person? I mean, what if I'm Palpatine sure?
0: did...
2: oh, I like that, but that's literally
1: every other Jedi. That is literally yeah. But weird. like, exactly. Like to be a superpower, pa- like, you know sometimes just shit happens like shit's chaos and I liked the idea of Anakin just being like you know just some random thing out of nowhere and he, he didn't really have an identity over his own destiny like all the way through this movie he's just fucked off that he can't be some normal person no one's you know tiddling around on tiptoes like ooh he might turn evil and kill us all and guess what he, he kind of does that
0: uh, it's just self-fulfilling prophecies <laughs> Right, we got anything else to add, guys?
1: Um, Anakin's political beliefs. Oh fucking hell! Well, like,
0: Dictatorship.
1: Yeah, considering, like in two, when he's having like his frolic around in the field with Padme, he's literally like, you know, why can't we just dictate the fucking rules? Like, you know, it, I know it's out of the fact that he wants to be with Padme and he doesn't want to be held back by the authority of the Jedi and her be held back with you know the mockery yeah. of a democratic system the republic is but like you know it I, it doesn't surprise me in three when he suddenly decides that oh hey the emperor makes sense because they have been in this bloody war for like I don't know x number of years like five years or whatever the clone wars is i don't know like yeah i get you
2: there i do like <laughs> that especially with since it's such a big galaxy and they're still going with democracy which is like how much noise? Like even there was it the Senate room, the amount of noise of just sheer races, and that's probably not even sort of like all of the races in the universe. Like that's just bad. That's so much noise to get everyone sort of like vote into something. So it see, it's nearly impossible for democracy to work at
1: that bigger well,
2: level. Well, no, 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 it will be some sort of met, uh, sort of like combination of
1: them both or something I'm not saying like democracy is a bad thing in the context of Star Wars universe, it's actually a good thing like the reason oh, why yeah. democracy fails in this universe is actually a reflection of how it fails in real life like this prequel movie and then sequel franchise is like there's so much influence of the second world war that it hurts like yeah. you know they literally use like second world war weaponry like the emperor is clearly a reference to Hitler and all this shit and it's like Especially in our times at the moment where you're seeing this rise in popularist leadership, like that's what this that's what like Palpatine is. He's this, this popularist leader that's charismatic and, you know, stokes people's fear of things to then manipulate power. And, you know, whilst these films confuse that issue. They confuse that issue, but I actually really like its execution in three, and I really like Padme's quote, and I think it's probably the best performance of her character the whole way through. Is like, democracy dies by rigorous applause or whatever, and it's like,
2: oh, a cool quote.
1: yeah, yeah, you can completely understand the formation of the black Empire from this film because you know they fight in this bloody war, and like it's the. Inefficiencies of the Republic, which is obviously established in one when fucking trade union just blockade a planet and nobody can do anything about it. And then it's like suddenly got the power of the clones to fight back. Oh no, the Jedi turned evil and tried to kill our glorious leader. And obviously, those that are smart enough and actually think about it are like, this is complete bullshit. But they've got no choice to go along with it because guess what? Fear rules the day. And if you speak out against the republic, which padme does for example she's just like and maybe we're on the wrong side you know let's just have a discussion about politics mm-hmm. and anakin is just completely shuts her down he's just like no i'm not gonna talk about this that's that's you're a traitor you're you know and like how much are we seeing that in today you know how how fucking dumbass prequel movies that my managers do to... trying to get
2: up on a
0: pedestal are we get are we making star wars like uber political to today's age it
1: is
2: everything has an uber political undertone
1: yeah it does yeah politics um, is in everything three is a solid six out of ten i'd
0: mean? give it a solid seven uh,
1: okay six point five i don't four. believe in numbers
2: i just give it
0: so... i will give go, it go, go with the netflix
2: solution to stuff when people shit on Amy's humour for good reason <laughs> thumbs up and thumbs down
0: uh, I'll give no, it a thumbs it's better up. better than Jedi. Fuck off with better than Jedi. It's better than Jedi. Only just. Christ, Ben. We're going to have an argument next week. Oh, fun, Did man. you mean
1: a debate?
0: Or a debate. Whatever. A mass debate. We get it, Ben. You like puns.
2: I just looked at uh, what Anakin said before he got my legs cut off. To underestimate my power. instantly gets fucked.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, one thing we do have to talk about before we go is that Mustafar lightsaber battle. Is it the best lightsaber battle of all time?
1: Which one? It's incredible. Mustafar. It just goes on for so long. That is the only problem with it. It's just... It's so good, but it's it's like 10 minutes too long.
0: I would say it's the second best lightsaber duel of all time. Uh...
2: Like, I, like for some reason I like the, the, the weird debate more when they're just... Talking at each other like it's yeah. this is a cool lightsaber fight, and the scene is kind of, with enough reds, like you you know I like my pretty things and pretty colored stuff. It was just a whole lot of reds with them swinging their blue lightsabers at each other. I was like, even though it is quite a good fight, everything else about that fight is just uninteresting. And then it gets to the what was it debate part where they're just say the most weirdly monotone stuff with like such weird conviction it just oh it feels like that fight is a build-up to that dialogue of a joke and it works
1: and on such a dick just leaving anakin there burning alive like I know, so like, he is broken-hearted so he, i kind of get that he's acting irrationally like true.
2: don't let if you ever walk away from me literally being set on fire burning
1: i will stab you first james
2: thank you i appreciate that man <laughs> i really do because that really sounds horrible i don't wish that were my worst enemies just like being set alive being on fire and just still being alive after that it's probably why in sort of like uh what was it uh originals where he just puts down his lightsaber and gets clunked one he's all sort of like i was addicted to you
0: just kill me <laughs> thank you very much guys for listening to the officially unofficial film podcast this is probably the longest episode we've done so far and I feel like it's only going to get longer with the well, next with two reason. with very Three, good seven. reason um, so we'll see you next week stay safe James what do you want to sign off with this week
2: no do it. no do it.